Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. You've made it to your market update for October 5th, 2017. Okay, if you guys listened to the last show, uh, I said that I was expecting a little pullback here in price uh, down to between 4,000 and 4,100 on Bitstamp. We got down to 4,138 uh, and uh, I think we're done. I mean, we had a huge bounce here up to 42.50. Now, let's see, what's the price? 42.56. Three-month futures, 41.77. The spread is still 75, okay? Uh, it's a $75 discount on three-month futures. Those are OKCoin um, international site futures. Now, uh, so that doesn't give me a lot of confidence that this price is going to hold right here. I think we'll probably go back down into, you know, back maybe into the 41s, 41.90 or so. We'll, we'll test that again. Uh, but I am watching that. So follow me on BTCMRKTS on Twitter. Link to that in the, in the description below. And I will, you know, be tweeting about this spread. So anyway, the big, new, the big news over the last 24 hours has been a BTC1, that's Segwit2x, they merged uh, this PR for hiding their nodes. Okay, they are basically going to be spoofing the Bitcoin network with their nodes and their blocks, etc., etc. Um, a lot of people, you know, it is interpreted as an attack on the Bitcoin network by many, many people. Everybody that's kind of in the know will see this as an attack. Anyways, so yeah, let's take a look at some of the other fundamentals here. Uh, market cap is 70 billion. The global market cap is 143 billion, which with a maximal price of 86.39. Another thing that's been happening over the last uh, couple days is this Bcash jumping up and down in hash rate. Uh, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. They're going to have to hard fork to make that stop. Uh, and this goes into my theory that once you hard fork, you got to hard fork again and again and again. I talked about that on the last show. So it looks like at the current rates, which is going to change, but uh, at the current rates, we're looking at between a 4 to 7% decline in Bitcoin difficulty. That's because a lot of hash power right now has gone over to Bcash, and they're mining, like, seriously. Let's take a look at these blocks. Uh, they hit 50 blocks an hour again, and I think, you know, this whipsaw effect uh, is... Is getting worse if you look at the difficulty chart on fork.lol uh, it's and I tweeted this out the low for the difficulty is getting lower which means that it's going to be more easy to manipulate right the swings are gonna be bigger it's gonna be more easy to manipulate and make the network of Bcash less usable less stable for use cases that is the fact of the matter. All right, enough about that. Enough about difficulty. What else do we have? Um, mempool. Let's take a look at that. I was not uh, quite ready with all my tabs this morning because I was just tweeting at Bruce Fenton. <laughs> but, okay, we're loading here. My VPN is slow right now for some reason. Okay, here we go. All right, mempool is around 5 megabytes right now. Uh, four, four and a half megabytes. It got up to 12 megabytes again over the last 12 hours and then dipped to 2 megabytes and now it's back up to 4.5. Um, 
it's it's reasonable, especially with this hash rate bouncing around that we've seen. Uh, pretty cool that the the hash rate or the mempool has come down. Now, again, I was wrong about my theory on this spam, but if we look at the last 12 hours, all the hash rates been on Bcash and the mempool has come down. Those that is the correlation that I'm looking for, and it looks like it's happening right here. Next thing is local Bitcoin's volume. Shit, let me pull that up. I don't think anything's happened uh, in the last, I don't think we have new numbers for that in the last 24 hours. Uh, I'm showing a slight increase, about 100 Bitcoins on local Bitcoins uh, increase, because usually it, it's about 1,800 uh, Bitcoins transacted a day on local Bitcoins. And right now, in the last 24 hours is 1,915, 1,915 Bitcoins. Uh, but let me see if we have new weekly numbers. No, nope, not weekly numbers, still sitting at the same. So uh, from the last show, it remains 52 million uh, big worth of Bitcoin tra transacted on local Bitcoins in the last week. And PAX's full volume uh, is $10.1 million worth of Bitcoin. So total public OTC of $62 million. I'll update you as soon as I get new numbers for that. Okay, so that's all my kind of pseudo fundamentals that I talk about. Bitcoin. Okay, uh, let's get on to some, some community issues here or some public issues so um craig is right you know he's out there on twitter he's back in trying to be in the limelight trying to lead uh, this uh, bcash uh effort uh, over there on that side uh, and he blocked me and you know sometimes i have some crappy comments on twitter i admit that you know i sometimes i get too personal uh whatever but um he blocked me and it doesn't matter i you block me i block you you can't see what I'm saying. And what's hilarious is like, then you go into their comments of some of, you know, their tweets and you write like really insightful. You try to be as insightful as you can uh, uh, in their comments and you get all these responses in their comments, but they can't see what you wrote because they block you. It's pretty funny. Bitcoin. All right. Another thing is Peter Smith. I believe his name is, he's a blockchain.info, which I recommend do not use that service. Uh, if you need a web wallet, well, don't use a web wallet, okay? Don't use blockchain.info unless absolutely necessary, which I don't think it is ever absolutely necessary to use it, so just don't use it. Uh, he is becoming vocal on Twitter. Now, why did he choose now to become vocal about being for uh, Segwit2x? I, I feel this desperation, and we had this merge just recently with the hiding of the nodes. I feel this desperation picking up. And that is the story of the day when it comes to this. Remember now, Blockchain.info is uh, a huge investor. Maybe the biggest investor in blockchain is uh, Roger Ver. And Blockchain.info has backed every single hard fork from XT. XT, classic, unlimited, everything along the way, always been anti-core. So uh, whatever he says is Peter Smith, just know that he he is politically minded and he wants to take down core all right a listener sent this in to me and asked me to comment on it he tipped me and said hey can you comment on your next show and i said sure man so if you guys want me to comment on stuff send it to me on twitter uh, you can send it to me in a dm if you want to this i hadn't noticed it was a very recent article from zero hedge and i linked to it in the show notes um but it is about this Russian mobile phone operator, Megaphone, issued 500 million rubles in zero-coupon blockchain-based bonds. And I was going to read some of this. So 
it's kind of interesting. The source is this Russian Russia insider. And I, I do link to that also in the show notes, straight from the source. So major Russian mobile phone operator Megaphone will issue 500 million ruble worth of blockchain bonds for the first time ever. Blah, 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 October 2nd. Um, Russia has gone a bit blockchain bonkers since President Vladimir Putin latched onto the idea at the more recent St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. Quote, blockchain is now the number, I think they meant number one task. First Deputy Minister Igor uh, Suvalov said at this blockchain session that they were at, probably the third most powerful man in Russia, quote, the president is completely ill with this idea. So he's obsessed maybe with this idea and understands that the gap and significant growth rates are based on the digital economy and technological leadership, end quote. In what is remarkably rapid progress, the megaphone bond was a test run of the new technology that could revolutionize the securities business. The zero-coupon bonds were sold at uh, around $17 each against the face value of 1,000 rubles. So they were sold at 982 rubles at a face value of 1,000 rubles, um, which corresponds to an annual yield of 7.77%. So zero-coupon just means... Um, you pay now, you don't get any payments throughout the years. This is a one-year bond, I'm guessing. And you just can't, you'll get paid a thousand in the rubles in the future. Um, Megaphone said that the main goal of issuing blockchains, blockchain bonds is testing the new technology rather than attracting funds. Therefore, the volume of the issuance was rather small. Uh, skipping down here a little bit. Everything related to blockchain and cryptocurrencies is extremely hot in Russia these days, also falling in line with the government's strategy for developing a digital economy. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this a little bit. I was pretty amazed at this story, actually, um, uh, and what these Russian sources are saying. I didn't know that it quite went this high, that they were crazy, going crazy about uh, Bitcoin and blockchain stuff. Um, I need to read some more on this. I need to maybe send some emails out and ask people about this because um, this is, to me, I was pretty amazed at this. Uh, and I, I don't think that many countries out there are this far along. It, if Russia is this far along, they're very quick, very short step from just buying Bitcoin by the boatload. Okay. <laughs> but it does make sense since they're energy producer, they kind of understand this mining, they understand uh, scarcity a lot. Uh, plus, you know, they are against the dollarization of the world, and they're trying to de-dollarize the world. And so Bitcoin really fits right in there with Russia's uh, situation. Um, I made a prediction recently about uh, the GCC countries, the Gulf Cooperation Council, I think is what it's called, um, in the Persian Gulf now. I'm going to add Russia to this, just being an energy producer. I think energy producers are going to jump on board with Bitcoin because they get it. And yes, the U.S. is an energy producer, so the U.S. gets it too. But I'm going to go with Russia and the GCC countries pulling something out of their hat and really getting involved with, with Bitcoin here. Technically, I'm not clear on the blockchain that they used on this. They said it's National Settlement Depository Blockchain. I'm assuming it's an Ethereum clone. Vitalik has been in talks with, with the Ru uh, Russians <coughs> mafia um, recently. So this is very interesting, and I, I like it for the fact that uh, it's showing interest in crypto, but blockchains are inefficient. 
there's obviously a significant level of trust that's needed in this bond issuance here. And so uh, centralized solutions would work better. But these banks in the financial system are they're in a regulatory prison. Okay. And these companies are in a regulatory prison with how they can raise money. So they slap on the word blockchain and have create a few tokens and they can get around a lot of these regulations, a moving of money, because you just use your fiat to buy tokens. Remember, there's always that on-ramp onto this. And that, that this was a test. Now, that's all these things that I'm talking about here is I think it was used fake tokens to pay one company was the buyer of all these things. So it was it was just a test between Megaphone and a player in their game, this other bank. I think it was a German bank or something. But it's very interesting to see. Bottom line, this is very promising for Russia. Russia is showing that they aren't vested in the current central bank system as other nations are as vested in it. Uh, also, they aren't as worried about losing control of their people like China. And I think this is an interesting juxtaposition between Russia and China and how they're approaching this. They are aligned against the dollar, but they are not aligned in their tactics of how they're doing this. They're not lockstep. Okay. Um, I, I think we're starting to see the early, early stages of a speculative attack on the Western financial system. In related news. Maduro visits Putin, proposes global oil trade in rubles and yuan. This is another Zero Hedge article, and uh, the de-dollarization of the world continues. This is a big task, though, the de-dollarization of the world, and it might take another two years to really see huge cracks, but it's coming. They're, getting, they're dropping the dollar, especially for the petrodollar. They're dropping it for oil. Um, yeah. The dollar will lose value over the next couple years, and I'm talking a lot of value, like 50% relative to other currencies. So that brings me to these uh, traditional markets. Uh, I talk about this every once in a while. And the DXY, you know, I was calling DXY big drop in the DXY, and that, that happened. I was waiting for a bounce, and we actually have had a bounce here up to 93.64 and obviously corresponding drop in the euro which is precipitated by this catalonia stuff now the ecb is in a really hard spot okay because the breakup of of the eu is going to be bad for the euro people aren't going to want to hold necessarily the euro but the ecb will do quote unquote whatever it takes right mario draghi said that uh they're the big problem for them, though, is they're running out of bonds to buy. They actually went to, like, junk corporate bonds or something, and they started buying those up. Junk at yielding 5%. It's it's crazy. They're running out of, of actual bonds to buy in Europe. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Next thing is helicopter money, and will they do that? You know, QE is basically uh, buying of bonds, buying of bad debt, and if they can't do that anymore the QE will switch into just airdrops of money, like we see in crypto, airdrops of money. But, um, and if that does happen, remember, QE, the only game in town is central bank financing, is central bank QE. And if if they announce more QE, that's going to actually be bullish the euro, which is completely opposite of what you think. If you print money, the price, the value of the currency should go down. But it's seen as so stimulative that you know, people are going to want more euros because there's more business going on. And so the, the value of the euro will go up. 
So I, I see maybe some of that happening this year. Uh, we'll have to see how the um, how the Catalonia stuff works out, which was a tragedy if you guys were watching that stuff happen over there in Barcelona. I mean, we the U.S. and, and NATO have gone to war. Like in Libya, NATO went to war for very similar reasons. Now, why on earth would anybody let this happen in their own country over there in Europe? It's just craziness. Bitcoin. That's all I have for today, guys. Thank you for listening. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you like to support this show, independent media, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. Thank you guys so much for the ones uh, that are patrons right now. Uh, you guys are the best. See you soon. Thanks for listening.